0: Hi, this is Tony Allen with signet 4713com Gospel Way Podcast. Today's episode is titled, Fruition. Now the word fruition means a coming to fulfillment, realization. And the reading is going to come from the book of Matthew, the book of Luke, and the book of Daniel. I'm going to get started in the book of Matthew, chapter 24, New King James Version. As it is written, Verse three, now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us, when will these things be? Now he's talking about the end times. And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? There's a question mark. Verse four, and Jesus answered and said to them, take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many, and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet, for nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilence. And earthquakes in various places. Verse 8. All these things are the beginnings of sorrows. Alright, so with that understanding and that truth, we are witnessing what Jesus has prophesied 2,000 years ago. That's why the Holy Spirit directed me to name this message, Fruition. So everything is coming to its fulfillment. Alright? We're gonna read on verse nine. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and they will be and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. Now one thing you got to understand about what he's saying here, a lot of times we can take things out of his context. Meaning, when he's saying false prophets, doesn't necessarily mean a spiritual follower or someone that is worshiping him. A false prophet is anyone that is spreading lies, all right, and directing God's children into destruction. All right, so as it is written, Verse 11 again, then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. We have witnessed some of this today, in this day, in this generation. That's why Jesus said in the New Testament, this generation shall not pass until all these things take place. So we are the generation that Jesus was speaking about 2,000 years ago. All this stuff is coming to its fulfillment, all right? Lawlessness will abound. We are seeing lawlessness like no other time in this earth's history in regards to innocent lives being killed unjustly for no reason. It's just the, the spirit of hatred. It's the demonic spirit. This is the prince of the air that is moving across this land and destroying all of God's children. All right? So it is written these things will take place, so but God and Jesus telling us, do not be troubled. All right? Do not fear. These things has to happen before his return. So it is for us to understand the truth of what is going on in this world and understand that Jesus is with us all the way through. Do not fear. These things will happen. They must happen because it is written, all right? So, testimony and all his words are coming to realization to its fulfillment. So, we are living in the fruition of what Jesus spoke about, all right? Now, as he says, and then many will be offended, will betray one another. We're seeing this going on right now, all right? People are becoming more divided because of what someone has said a false a false prophet has spoken and caused all this division all right so and they will hate one another Jesus spoke about this verse 11 then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many to believe in a big lie and lawlessness will abound all right the love of many will grow cold but he who endures to the end shall be saved and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations and then the end will come so we are the generation there has been no other time where the gospel has all the the tools and the platforms to reach all nations we have satellites everywhere that can go globally with the word of God. Jesus said greater things that you will do that, than that what he did. And he's talking about the gospel being spread. Because he was confined to uh, the ships that caused him to transport from here and there. You know, he didn't ha- They didn't have the technologies that we have today where y- you can uh, spread messages through podcasts, through the internet, through television. Uh, through uh, wave radios, you know, so all the technology now is what Jesus was uh, talking about then 2,000 years ago when he said greater things than this shall you do, I mean spreading the gospel. So the gospel is being spread across the whole earth. Now, as far as it reaching everyone, that's still in question. Uh, I would say we're pretty much there, my own opinion. I think we're pretty much there. So all these things are coming to fruition as it is written. We have witnessed the famines. We witnessed the pestilence that we are currently still living in and earthquakes in various places. These are the beginning of sorrows, as Jesus said. All right? We will start hating one another. All this stuff is starting to happen. The hate in this, in this country is unprecedented. Hate always been there, but now it's surfaced itself again. And these false prophets that are spreading the big lies is causing all this lawlessness lawlessness, to abound. Now, one thing, if you can understand, if you you want a country to be great, the only way a country is going to become great is with Jesus and following Jesus and loving one another and respecting one another, another and appreciating one another. That's walking in love and in kindness. Until these things happen, we're going to keep witnessing what we're witnessing in this world today. All right. So let's go to verse 13. I'm sorry. uh, We're going to go to verse 15. Still reading from Matthew 24. All right. Verse 15, as it is written. Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel, the prophet, Standing in the holy place, whoever reads, let him understand. All right, now watch this. Stop right there. The abomination of desolation. What he's talking about, if you go into uh, what Daniel's talking about, he's talking about um, when Jerusalem gets surrounded by armies. All right, because Luke talks about this in, his, uh, in the book of Luke when he prophesied. He said, "But when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, then know that its des- desolation—the word desolation is used—is near. So, when Jerusalem gets surrounded by armies, pretty much uh, a prophecy is taking place. Because if you look at what's going on in Iran with the nuclear uh, weapons that they're trying to develop, we're pretty much at uh, Israel is pretty much at the brink of trying to take those." nuclear sites out all right now when that happens it's a guarantee that Israel is gonna get surrounded by armies war will will come after that but it's to the point where prophecy and testimony is coming to its fulfillment its fruition its realization all these things are starting to happen but one thing you must watch is when Jerusalem gets surrounded by armies Know that Jesus is at the door, as it is written. But when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, then know that its destruction, its desolation is near. Then let those who, who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let those who are in the midst of her depart. And let not those who are in the country enter her. For these are the days of vengeance. Let all things which are written... May be fulfilled, but woe to those who are pregnant and those who are nursing babies in those days. Now, Luke said this in his book, it said in Matthew also, verse 15. Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken by Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place, whoever reads, let him understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let him who is on the housetop not go down to take anything out of the house. Do not look back, is what he's saying. And let him who is in the field not go back to get his clothes. But woe to those who are pregnant and those who are nursing babies in those days. Now, remember what we just spoken about with Jesus when he said, Famines, pestilence, these are the beginning, and earthquakes in various places. These things we are witnessing today. These are the beginning of sorrows. Then he goes on to talk about what well, to those who are pregnant and those who are nursing babies in those days. What are we witnessing now? The United States has, has run out of formula, and as I understand, two young babies has died because they have not had the formula to feed them. Now, this could be part of that prophecy that Jesus is speaking about maybe there's more to come but what we are witnessing today is some of the fulfillment of what he has spoken about what are those who are nursing and, and pregnant in those days okay so these are the end times as we all know it all right so with that understanding we must understand that the word will do what it said it will do Jesus will see to that. He will make sure his word does not come back void. So when he said it, you can bank it. All right. So that means you have to, we have to get ourselves right. All right. Each of us individually. If you have not been walking with Jesus, today is the day. Today is to say, Lord, please forgive me. I surrender my life, my self will and follow you and make you Lord, King, King, And Savior of my life. Please come into my heart. And I choose to follow you. For the rest of my remaining days. And mean it with sincerity. Let it come from your heart. Because he searches the hearts of man. Alright. And woman. So. Your heart has to be in it when you do it. And you have to follow up with what you said. Alright. So your words are who you are. What you say becomes your reality. Alright. So. Understand that Jesus is the Word, and the Word is Jesus, and God is the Word, and the Word is God, all right? So, the Word is reality. Jesus is reality. We see the Word. We don't see Jesus, but we know He is real, right? So, with that understanding, the Word is reality. Jesus is reality. Everything else is meaningless without Jesus and the Father. So, let's go to verse 29, where it is written in Matthew. He's talking about the coming of Jesus immediately after the tribulation. In those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven and the powers of heavens will be shaken. Then the sign of the son of man will appear in heaven. And then all the tribes of the earth will mourn and they will see the son of man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet and they will gather his elect from the four winds from the from one end of heaven to the other. Now, that's the four angels that are are right at standby on the four corners of the earth. All right. So these angels have been been at, at patience and waiting for this very moment when Jesus will return. And they're going to gather up his elect from the four winds, and we're going to be taken up with Jesus. So the message here is that these things will take place. Now, if you choose to ignore this message and choose not to follow Jesus, that is a bad decision, and it's a choice. So if you hear this message, my prayer is that you choose Jesus And make him Lord and Savior and follow him and do the things that he instructed us to do. Because guess what? When he comes back, we individually will stand before him and give account for our life and give account for our lack of not choosing him. All right, so nobody's gonna escape that. He's not gonna judge our sins, He's gonna judge our deeds whether good or bad. Now, my advice, my prayer, is that you choose his way and the way he did things and and just work on what he finished. The same things that he did, that's the work we are to do. We don't recreate the word. We don't create the will. Jesus has already established that. He just wants us to continue what he already finished. All right, so... In the book of Daniel, let's go there for a second because all this is going to map together. It's going to tie together so you can understand what we must do individually when all these things actually come to its fruition and its completeness. In Daniel 12 verse 9, as it is written, New King James Version, and he said, go your way, Daniel. For the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. Many shall be purified, made white, and refined. Now what he's saying here is those that have chosen and surrendered their lives, you are washed clean through the blood of Christ. You are made white through the blood of Christ. You are spotless when you receive Jesus. This is what Daniel is saying. Those that are choosing to Jesus... And surrendering their lives. And making Jesus Lord and Savior. Over their lives. And in their hearts. This is what Daniel is testifying to. Many shall be purified. Made white and refined. Now watch this. But the wicked shall do wickedly. And none of the wicked shall understand. But the wise shall understand. Verse 11. And from that time. That daily sacrifice is taken away. That means when Jesus returns, that's it. You have today. When he returns, that's it. It's not like you can get up there and negotiate. You have all the time. God is slow to uh, his returning. He's he's trying to get everybody to come to repentance and surrender their lives to Jesus before Jesus comes back. Because when he comes back, that's it. That, that clock, that time, that window, it's out. It's over. All right? So today is the day. If you hear his voice, today is the day. Not tomorrow. Tomorrow's not guaranteed to no one. All right? Today is the day. And from that time that the daily sacrifice is taken away and the abomination of desolation, which we spoke about, when Jerusalem gets surrounded by armies, know that the time is near. Watch this. There shall be 1,290 days. Now, now let's stop there for a second. Stop there for a second. What did Jesus say in Matthew? He said, therefore, when you see in verse 15, therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken by Daniel, now I'm reading from Daniel. Daniel's talking about 1,290 days spoken by Daniel, the prophet standing in the holy place. Whoever reads, let him understand. So that that right there just caused me to go, let me do some more research, see what Daniel's talking about, right? So Daniel's telling us right here, there should be 1,290 days. Blessed is he who waits and comes to the 1,335 days. Now, the thing we have to figure out or the Holy Spirit can tell you and show you that When will the 1,000, when when does that first day begin? All right, now look at all the prophecies that's been taking place. The famines, the pestilence, the earthquakes, the beginning of sorrows, many false prophets, lawlessness will abound, right? So these are the beginning of end times. So now you can start tracking the time of when Jerusalem and and Iran is going to pretty much have a war. And when, how long it's going to take for Jesus' return? Now it's going. To, none of this is going to. Jesus is not going to come back until Jerusalem is surrounded, basically, according to testimony. All right. So, but when you see the Jerusalem, when you see Jerusalem surrounded by the, by armies, then know that the desolation is near. This is Luke twenty-one. All right, verse twenty. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let those who are in the midst of her depart. And let not those who are in the country enter her, for these are the days of vengeance. Meaning Jesus coming back, he's going to clean slate with the with the earth. Everything's going to get torched pretty much. That the things which are written may be fulfilled. All right. So, woe to those who are pregnant and those who are nursing babies in those days, for there will be great distress in the land, and wrath has come upon this people, and they will fall by the edge of the sword and led captive, led away captive into all nations. All right, so if you go to 2 Peter, right? 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 18. As it is written, for when they speak great swelling words of emptiness. Now he's talking about false prophets. And a false prophet basically is a liar. A false prophet is a liar, basically they spreading lies. they spreading words of emptiness. They allure through the lust of the flesh, through lewdness, the ones who have actually escaped from those who live in error. While they promise them liberty, key word, while they promise them liberty, make America great again, they themselves are slaves of corruption. For by whom a person is overcome by him also he is brought into bondage meaning you're going to follow that same path that you're you're letting your 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 flesh guide you you're not living by the spirit you're going to go into bondage just as that person who is spreading the big lies all right if you follow that you're going to follow yourself find yourself right into bondage you cannot Be worshiping the Lord, our God, and spreading hatred at the same time. The two cannot mix. You don't put new wine in old wineskins. You do not do that. It will never work. It will burst. All right. So you have to just look at the truth for what it is. All right. And stop allowing we stop allowing our flesh to dominate our thinking. If you are living by the spirit, you should be abiding in the word. Now, John 15, as it is written, Jesus talks about this. I am the true vine. My father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the words which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you, period. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the branch, Jesus says. We are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. Now watch this. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch, and is withered, and they gather them, and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you desire, And it shall be done for you. By this. My father is glorified. That you bear much fruit. So you. Will be my disciples. So it is written. Abiding in the word. Is the way. You cannot. Live this life. And think you're pleasing the father. If you're allowing your flesh. To dominate your thinking. And your way. Alright so. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He tells us in Second Peter, beware of false prophets. All right, Because a false prophet is going to only lead you into bondage. You're not thinking spiritually. You're thinking about your own fleshly desires. What you can control. What you uh, think is reality. All these false realities. Uh, if somebody's stealing something from you. Guess what? This earth and everything in it belongs to the Father. It does not belong to none of us. We are just borrowing things as we are here. To act as if we own this earth, we do not. He just came, he gave us dominion over it to oversee it. That's it. It belongs to him because when he comes back, if it didn't belong to him, he wouldn't do what he said he's going to do, which means he's going to torch it this time instead of flooding it. He's going to burn it because sin is in the earth, all right? And men who are choosing to live by the flesh are being directed by the flesh and causing corruption across the globe, all right? And Jesus is not going to have that when he comes back. He's going to clean it all up. He's going to torch it, all right? So, the message here is to get right, all right? So, stop following all the lies. Seek the truth for yourself. You don't have to be a part of the trend. You don't have to be that. If you are walking in the spirit, you should understand the truth of the word and not be swayed by what everybody else is doing in certain cliques, all right? The, the, uh, the Democrat, Republican, come on. We, we gotta be grown folks here. You should be following Jesus instead of some organization some or denomination, whatever it may be. The word of God is your only way And only truth to life to Jesus. Abiding in the Word means to receive the Word and read the Word and live it, not part time, not letting your emotions, which is a part of your five senses, which is being carnal. That's carnally minded. That's the flesh. All right. So if you're walking in the Spirit, you're going to abide in the Spirit, you're going to do the things that the Spirit says do. Instead of being led by every doctrine that you're hearing from other people who does not know the truth. That's the enemy's way. That's the enemy's way to lead you into corruption. All right. Guess what? You follow that. You're going to be a part of what he gets. All right. So your blessings is with Jesus. Your inheritance is with Jesus. Your life is with Jesus. You think your life is now? Your life only begins when you start walking with Jesus, and it continues when he comes. It doesn't end. The, the problem that people are failing to understand is that if you choose not to walk with Jesus, when he comes, your life ends. It doesn't only end with the physical death, it ends with the spiritual death. And you don't want to end up in that place, the place called hell. You don't want to to end up there. Today is the day, if you hear his voice, he's knocking at the door. Let him in. Let him into your heart. Let him rule your life. Let him give you his peace. Let him give you the inheritance of That he has in store for you. Don't deny Jesus. Don't deny his way. Don't deny his life. Because he surrendered his life. He surrendered. He gave up his life. It was not taken from him. He laid it down for us. And he asked us to do the same. To follow him. That means to lay down the carnal way. The thinking, letting the flesh rule your ways of thinking. It's going to only lead you into destruction and death. That's it. That's the only guarantee. All right. So today is the day if you hear his voice. Fruition is the name of this message. All these things are written. Seek the truth. Find the truth. Study the truth. Find out what the word says and follow that. Because no one knows the day or the hour of his returning. But watch this. Matthew 24 verse 36. But of that day and hour no one knows. Not even the angels of heaven. But my father only. But as the days of Noah were. So also will the coming of the son of man be. For as the days before the flood. They were eating. And drinking, marrying, and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark, and did not know until the flood came and took them away. So also will the coming of the Son of Man be. The two men will be in the field, one will be taken, and the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken. And the other left. Verse 42. Watch therefore. For you do not know. What hour your Lord is coming. But know this. That if the master of the house. Had known what hour. The thief would come. He would have watched. And not allowed. His house to be broken into. What is he saying here? For us. Don't allow the enemy enemy, excuse me, to steal your inheritance by listening to the lies and walking according to the lust of your flesh. Today is the day. Therefore, also be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect, period. This is the word of God. Now, if you go back to 2 Peter chapter 2, verse uh, we're going to go back to verse 19, as it is written. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are slaves of corruption. For by whom a person is overcome, by him also he is brought into bondage. For if, after they have escaped, the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord Jesus, our Savior, they are again entangled in them and overcome. The latter is worse for them than the beginning. For it would have been better for them not not to have known the way of righteousness than having known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered to them. But it has happened to them according to the true five fo- proverb excuse me, a dog returns to his own vomit and a sow having washed to her wallowing in the mire now what he's saying here with with a sow he's saying going back into doubting the truth, all right you've been washed clean by the truth, and now you you're sowing doubt again in your spirit to her wallowing in the mire, meaning. Back in corruption, filthy acts of lying. Alright, so mire is basically mud or or filth. You know, anything that is unclean. Alright, so these words were spoken by the the apostle Peter. Uh, this is in Second Peter chapter two. And all this stuff ties in together when they're mapping and, and talking about Jesus' return. You know, and, and Jesus says, Listen, you don't know the day or or, or hour. That I will return. So, with that anticipation, we should live as it could be any time. But he's laying out all the things that will take place. As I said earlier in this message, when Jerusalem, as it is written, is surrounded by armies, know that the time is right at the door. So, my prayer for each and every one who hears my voice. On this message is that you turn your life over to Jesus and allow him into your heart and make him Lord and Savior and King over your life. Let him rule your heart because when he does, you take upon his peace, a peace that surpasses all understanding and he will take you out of the darkness and show you the true light true light which is in him and only in him amen and god bless